0: they say we don't you know that we don't think it will be profitable if you know we we make them exclusive they're not saying explicitly we will not make them exclusive they're just making a statement which will help the deal go through I actually don't know what the topic's going to be today. I'm being led by surprise. So, I imagine part of it's going to be Sony and Microsoft pissing in each other's cornflakes. And other than that, Mm -hmm. delays. So, uh... I mean, let's just start with delays. Go on, on, Alessio. Tell us about every single game that's been delayed, ever. (laughs) Well, that that would take, like,
1: ten podcasts. Uh, But... uh... No, just sticking to this week. Uh, there's been a kind of a record number of delays uh, for a single week. I think uh, the first one was Arc Raiders. Uh, the the debut game from uh, Embark Studios. Uh, they are a Swedish team. Uh, Founded by former uh, Dice uh, executive Patrick Soderlund, uh, he worked on Battlefield, for example. And uh, well, the game is, like I said, uh, it's being delayed to next year. But on the other end, uh, they're actually um, releasing another game uh, sooner than that. So probably late this year only this game is more of a smaller scale title it's uh, basically a team-based uh first person shooter game whereas uh, arc raiders is a free-to-play uh basically looter shooter game and i think maybe open world too. so it's more complex so they are delaying the game but they are at least releasing another one first so it's not uh, it's not a complete loss <laughs> for Nexon, which is the publisher uh, for the, for this year. And, uh, well, uh, then there's another delay for Malbert's Midnight Suns, uh, which, as you might recall, was originally scheduled to release in, uh, I think, April. Then it was moved to October, and now... Well, we actually don't have a firm release date yet, but uh, uh, basically the implication is that it could be uh, coming now in early 2023. So basically before the end of the fiscal year uh, in March. And again, of course, the reasons are always the same, uh, improving the game, adding more polish and whatnot. So, Those were the first two uh, that were announced early in the week. But uh, then we got some even bigger ones. Uh, For example, uh, we got uh, the delays of uh, um, Nightingale. Yeah, Nightingale is basically the survival uh, action game that's being developed by a former Bioware uh, producer. Okay. And uh, they were basically uh, launching in early access later this year, but, again, it's been delayed to next year. And, uh, well, the good news is that they're also taking this time to upgrade to Unreal Engine 5. So, hopefully... It will take advantage of its uh, more advanced features, like Lumen, Nanite, and uh, others. Mm-hmm. Then we also got the delay of uh, the Throne and Liberty MMO from NCSoft. It it was basically the only AAA MMO uh, scheduled this year, so uh, as a fan, it sucks. Not And uh, yeah, it's been delayed to the first half of next year. And uh, uh, there's also a rumor going around that Amazon Games might be publishing it, uh, at least in uh, North America and Europe, Mm. which uh, makes sense because they've been uh, quite successful with uh, uh, Lost Ark, another South Korean game. So maybe it will turn out to be true. Uh, NCSoft just said they are looking uh, uh, to partner up with some companies, so discussions are still ongoing. But yeah. uh, I guess we should we should learn more in the coming months and maybe there could be some beta testing in order to later this year, so maybe we'll, we'll get our hands on it in some way. And finally, uh, and sadly, Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed, so you cannot play this game. Oh my yeah. God! Well,
2: that was that that was that is not surprising at all. There was too much silence.
0: The only game I was looking forward to. Well, the good the good news Why is, is that, it, that the games I want just get delayed like forever. Like, well,
1: that, that, that's Vampire what the Masquerade?
0: No, nobody gets it as bad as <laughs> I do, because I only I, I only look for like a handful of games every year. I don't get excited over every game, and the two the two like I've been looking forward to. Well, this one of them's, well, well, one of them was well, meant to come out like ten years ago, Beyond Good Evil two. That's like I might be dead by the time that releases. <laughs> More than lovely, uh, actually,
1: too. that's a good that's a good assist, Chris, because we also got a new report for Beyond Good and Evil
0: two yeah, this week. That it's going to come and... out sometime in 2040.
1: <laughs> no, apparently, it's still, uh, it's still quite rough. So at least a couple of years away still from release. Quite, not, still but... quite rough.
0: Still, they that was originally announced over 10 years ago. Or something yeah. silly oh, okay.
1: like
2: that. They probably rebooted development.
1: Yeah, probably about ten times. times. The current incarnation was announced at uh, E3 2017. So, yes, and that's absurd. Yeah. Five years.
0: Yeah, that's absurd. Um, yeah, the games I'm after are like Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. That's, well... Yeah. Lost and now Hogwarts Lost Legacy. Time.
1: But the good uh, news—it's
2: not, it's not a big delay, though. For yeah, well,
1: that was what I was saying yeah, it's... because it's coming out in February. But again, it's not technically the first delay because Hogwarts Legacy was originally announced as a 2021 game, actually. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, well, it's not surprising anyway. Warner Bros. games tend to be delayed for at, at least a couple of years. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like Francesco said, it's uh, I was counting on the game to launch in uh, late November or early December, so early February is really just a couple of months. Uh, so it's really just about fixing bugs, I guess and uh, yeah, stuff like that. and also it's uh, very near to my birthday,
0: so <laughs> that doesn't mean you get to review it.
1: I've bagged
0: it, it already. It. i, ba- oh, I bags it go. already. <laughs> I only ask for, like, a handful of games a year. Not even a handful. I don't... So there's Most games are shit. In fact, most games... <laughs> most games, I just get told, oh, Chris, nobody else wants these. You can have it, you freak. <laughs> it's all right. You'll review it, but... Anyway... uh, I can imagine I am Hermione. So you have to
2: survive survive until February
0: 2023
1: now. Uh, 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 But, you know, it's interesting because basically now the only really big games, well, except Call of Duty and uh, stuff like that, but the only really big games coming out this fall now are god of war and i guess pokemon <laughs> so god of war if it's not delayed i think it will really <coughs> make a key because uh it doesn't really have any kind of competition uh just think of yes, are they yes.
0: the only games that are really coming out
2: well no there there, there is more stuff even in October, yeah no i mean it's...
0: i know but i would say it's, Not it's mostly
2: Square Enix stuff <laughs> coming out. No. They're releasing like two, game, two games per
1: month. Yeah. yeah. Well. There is also Gotham Knights, I guess. Hopefully that will be a uh, decent place. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I say, obviously, but, um, yeah, Pokemon. And what else? In, in November, that's. Follow
2: yeah. War Ragnarok. But it, well, it. War Legacy was probably the only game that could uh, rival with the God of War Ragnarok when when it comes to popularity. So it's Pokemon has its fan base. It's not. I mean,
0: to... I suppose technically they've still got this the Saints Row coming out.
1: But Saints That's... Row
0: is coming out uh, yeah, just
1: uh, like next
0: week. or... I know it's still <laughs> technically this year, though. <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. I don't know really. I just don't know what. Yeah. Now like you say, a lot of things have been moved, but it seems to happen every single year now. Yeah, and yeah, everything is
2: coming out good. in February again. I between mean, February and March again.
0: There's the Last of Us remake as well, but that's not big. That's just a remake. Mm.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. It's.
0: Uh, I think we're going Ooh, to see oh, some... I remember one. Splatoon 3. Isn't that coming out this year?
2: So, next month,
0: I think, it's coming yeah. out
2: I mean, that's... Yeah. yeah. Well, Nintendo yeah. has a game a month from now... From yeah, now it's on a fair until, Nintendo, until have November. got
0: quite a few. They've got Kirby coming out. They've got yeah, Splatoon, they've got Pokemon.
2: The Bayonetta 3 coming in October.
1: I didn't
0: yeah. know that. Oh.
1: Yeah. there are there are a few games coming out before the end of the year but and I was talking about the really big ones you know those that sell more yeah, than yeah. 10 million yeah. yeah. so uh, yeah and Frances- as Francesco said it's uh, going to be a really packed
0: <laughs> first half of uh, oh, 2020 again <laughs> every sing- it's happening every single year now
2: yeah it's happening too often
0: every year yeah me. yeah it's annoying it's, uh, then again it is what it is There's not much that can be done about it not with, I, reckon, I don't think we can do about it anyway
1: i reckon some games will be delayed even further though even just to get away from the biggest titles mm-hmm. because
0: otherwise uh, they could get slaughtered just, yeah. all i'm thinking now is what game what games are they coming out for the rest of the year for me to review now now everything's been delayed I can only think of one the devil in me
2: everything that other people don't want to play
0: yeah well apart from that (laughs) I mean okay the ones that I traditionally do I mean obviously the devil in me because I've reviewed like every super massive game now and that's it company of heroes 3 oh yeah company of heroes 3 I am the strategy person so I will get that but that's if it comes out this year that still could get delayed if you put it like that,
1: pretty much any game
0: could be delayed. Yeah, yeah. but there are some safe bets. Like the Devil in Me is not going to get delayed. They've been pretty,
1: That's, yeah. There's there's also the Callisto Protocol that that one hopefully is going to be fairly good.
0: Okay. So, I'll see.
2: You have
1: stuff to play.
2: Don't be don't be pessimistic.
0: I am being optimistic. There's going to be Ghost yeah. Simulator 3.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask if you enjoyed that. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> to be fair, the first one I played, I played the first one and I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I can't, can't I never played the second one. Oh, and then there's Star Ocean. So, yeah, there are a few games. We'll see. But yeah, anyway. also, Barner Lord is coming out
1: so you can review that as well. Again? Uh, yeah, well, it was uh, previous I yeah. access. Oh, a preview. know, yeah. But, uh, yeah, don't don't worry, guys. There are still some games coming out. There's also a
0: playtale. Requiem, so... Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. That's what right. So we've covered delays. Everything's delayed until next week- year again. Again. So... Yeah. What's next then? Sony and Microsoft having a bit of a bitch?
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, basically, um, the Brazilian government has uh, begun kind of a review process of the Activision Blizzard merger. And in doing so, they basically opened a can of worms, so to speak, because they asked uh, all major publishers to chime in and well, basically everyone didn't really have lots of, uh, uh, lots of ob- objections to the matter, but <laughs> of course Sony did. I'm and, sure. uh, they said basically call of duty was irreplaceable and that it could influence, uh, basically console sales if it was made exclusive. And, yeah. uh, and then, well Microsoft uh, of course uh, answered back they they said that uh, uh, you know the game is not irreplaceable in that there is nothing unique about it. It's just the biggest of its kind. but uh, it also uh, you know uh, accused Sony of paying publishers to block uh, basically a game pass with uh they're basically uh doing uh, so-called block fees for game pass at least according to microsoft
0: uh, it's, also... it's a strong accusation they must have some evidence to make that accusation
1: yeah i guess yeah uh-huh. and they, they've also basically said sony's hypocritical because Exclusivity strategies have been at their core for uh, decades now.
0: So, yeah, agreed. Uh-huh. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I don't. I don't. I still don't like the purchase of Acquis- um Activision Blizzard by Microsoft. But it's. I agree. It's like it's very hypocritical for Sony to piss and wine when they've been doing that, like just paying for certain games. I mean, they, how long did they just have the Final Fantasy franchise on their own? Um. Yeah. Not,
2: not that much time. because Final Fantasy released on Xbox at the that same is... time. I said, I said, with Final Fantasy, it's not for a long time because Final Fantasy thirteen released on. uh Yeah. Yeah. Well, before that,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. before that.
2: That's but then I mean. they changed, like... and now they're going back to. So that's what being... I mean.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at Final Fantasy seven remake, and uh, yeah and yeah so I don't it is it is hypocritical and that's why everything should just be on the PC
2: yeah yeah. That, that's why that's why Microsoft you having exclusives it's good for PC gamers because they're releasing their own PC too that, so when Sony do, does that it takes years
0: yeah, yeah. Right.
1: to be fair though I mean uh, since we are talking about Sony launching on PC they are actually doing it Really well now, and that, uh, for example, Spider-Man Remastered uh, just launched this week, and uh, it's a great port. It's uh, actually uh, well uh, well featured. It has both DLSS and FSR support, so for both AMD and NVIDIA customers. And it also runs very well. It supports uh, dual sense features as well, if you have the controller, just like on PS5. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, it's interesting in a way because uh, right now there are more games, more Sony games that support these uh, two cutting-edge features, uh, the LSS and the FSR, than there are uh, Microsoft games. <laughs> and that's very weird because... Microsoft is a PC company, or uh, yeah, yeah. At least it should be. But uh, you know, Sony, of course, as you said, uh, their games uh, only come out on PC after some time. But uh, at least they are uh, handling them well, and uh, with Spider-Man Remastered, it's the first game done by Nixxes, and uh, it shows. You know, they bought an experienced PC port studio. And that only shows, goes to show how serious they are about uh, the PC market, I think. They even uh, created a section on on the website. It's called PlayStation for PC. And the speculation is that uh, it might allow uh, connecting the PSN account so that you can unlock like trophies. Even when playing on PC maybe in the future. Sorry. It, it could Would be interesting. Sense. Yeah. Makes
2: sense. It's probably for it's probably for cross platform play too. To make it easier. To make it easier. Because they they, they they finally opened the door. Because Sony was was not was resisting, was not really interested in having cross platform play and no, they they finally opened up about that. So it's a good thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean Microsoft certainly helped with that
0: process. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Uh, it's something I've been saying for a long time. They've got to go for the PC route, but I do think there'll always be about a six month probably a year delay between a game a new PS and you know a new console game launching and then the PC version. I can't see, maybe, you know, I can see maybe shrink that to six months, but they'll never release them simultaneously.
1: Yeah, not not the single-player ones, but I think the live-service yeah, ones. Yeah, are yeah, probably,
0: multiplayer yeah. stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll give you that one, multiplayer stuff, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, single-player stuff, no, never. But, there, yeah. yeah, other than that... Nah.
1: Well, never is a long time. Let's uh, let's say for the foreseeable future. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and, and also uh, something else that came out from the Brazilian documentation, Francesco, is that uh, Microsoft said something about Call of Duty exclusivity. Yeah, uh, yeah, profitable.
2: they said. Yeah, well, it, it's an interesting take that you know it kind of makes sense. I mean, they said that uh, Call of Duty by itself, if it was made exclusively, it would be profitable for Microsoft, mostly because of the missed revenue from selling it on the other platforms, and it just wouldn't be enough to to cover for. Uh, they mentioned title-specific costs, which could be marketing or I don't know. They did not they did not specify. I mean, it is an interesting it is an interesting thing. It's probably probably true because. A game like that, it just as long as it sells anywhere, I mean, it's it, 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 it's just money in Microsoft's pocket. And they they also said that they probably wouldn't be enough to move consoles, which is something interesting as well because exclusives I think do move consoles.
0: Yeah, of course they. But do.
2: yeah, so it's. Uh, at this point, it's not really clear if Microsoft was trying to, you know, downplay the importance of Call of Duty or if they were being uh, sure
1: truthful. So. Yeah. Uh, probably a bit of both. Certainly they were trying to downplay Sony's uh, thesis. But, uh, uh, you know, I think they they are probably correct in that it is more profitable to keep it on all uh, on platforms than it would be to make it exclusive, even if, the, if it sold a few more consoles, but that's not really been Microsoft's goal for quite a while. I mean, they don't yeah. even give out uh, console units' sales <laughs> anymore. So. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, what it I was just thinking that they see this about Call of Duty, but they have other big stuff that now. It's probably going to be exclusive, like Bethesda's games. And they probably could say the same.
0: Yeah, I don't...
2: That that's an uh, interesting the thing take. is, they,
0: I, I just look at that and they say, you know, they say we don't, you know, they, we don't think it will be profitable if, you know, we, we make them exclusive. They're not saying explicitly we will not make them exclusive. They're just making a statement which will help the deal go through. So yeah, that, I just that, think it's that... general, general company lies that. And oh, that's certainly part of it, of
1: course. Uh but uh, yeah like francesco said it could be that some ips for example are are going to be exclusive even from activision blizzard for example uh, maybe they will keep diablo for example on all platforms as well but uh, blizzard is also making a new ip uh, a new survival game uh it was uh, made uh, basically official a few months ago and you know since that one is a new IP I mean they could very well make it exclusive uh, and uh, <laughs> there isn't anything that the regulators could say about that yeah. because uh, Microsoft has been promising that they will keep you know the current franchises on all platforms not every franchise made by Activision Blizzard ever. so <laughs>
0: Um, I, I don't I just don't believe I think if they'll all go eventually they'd all be exclusive it's just the way I see it happening I just don't see how you can you can't spend that much money and not want to make give yourself a, an advantage through it it's just nonsensical
2: yeah I well. not yeah, it's probably for Call of Duty. I can I can't see Diablo being made an Xbox exclusive. I mean Xbox PC. I just don't. Yeah. You know I don't see I don't see the advantage in that. Like they said, uh, the missed sales. Well, it would just be, it would just be on PlayStation anyway. And I don't know how much Diablo 3 sold on uh, on PlayStation on PlayStation, but it probably won't make it probably won't make much sense financially that they will just. For
0: bigger
1: stuff, I can see... Well, Diablo is pretty big, but probably it's not as big as Call of Duty. Yeah. I Of course, nothing is big as Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, of but uh, uh, Diablo... I don't know. I think Diablo could uh, could be a multi-platform. I think it, uh, at least Diablo 4 would be multi- multi-platform because it's been announced as such. So it's... Uh, it's not that far away anymore and they've announced uh, all well, no, playstation i think maybe even switch well, maybe i'm not sure but uh, i think this one is certainly coming out on playstation the next one who knows but <laughs> it's going to take quite a bit of time yeah, it's
0: going uh, to take years. Uh, decades
1: and uh and also interestingly there is another call of duty related subject that we could discuss a bit. Um, Basically, Michael Pachter, you know, the renowned games analyst, uh, he went on, uh, on basically, on Yahoo Finance Live and said that, you know, according to his estimation, uh, Call of Duty could allow Game Pass to reach uh, 100 million Subscribers and uh, but well, that's it is a lofty claim because, as far as we know, it's still you know in the neighborhood of 25 million subscribers.
0: Yeah, I don't, so. I don't see that, I don't, I just don't see that myself, but yeah, yeah, well, he's always saying crazy stuff.
2: Yeah, he said that Nintendo was doomed 20 years ago, and <laughs> Nintendo is not doomed so.
0: I, I do tend to start. I think he's a bit full of shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, it just he just throws out this massive money just to make the headlines.
0: I don't yeah, really know I guess... what he's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's
1: probably. Uh, I mean, uh, hundred million is is a lot, but uh, fifty million, uh, what well, that is double the current amount, I could see because well call of duty is big so and, and there are also other games they will certainly add diablo 4 overwatch 2 and what not to game pass so yeah
0: yeah Well, oh, yeah that, that it, can yeah
1: yeah it could double it could double up especially if you consider that next year we'll also have games like uh, Starfield uh, on game pass so that will certainly attract some new people. Uh,
2: yeah. Well, but not 10 million. Uh, wow, wow, 100 million.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's a long-term goal for Microsoft.
0: Yeah. It will take a while. So, yeah, just yeah, I can't think of it. Yeah. I think that's everything on that side of things for me because I just don't see that. Yeah, Uh, I mean, yeah, I do think they're going to make these things, you know, they will make Call of Duty exclusive. They'd be stupid not to. But they may just wait a few, you know, give it a few years or something, try and let the dust settle. But you don't spend that much money and not try to your own system the best system sort of thing.
1: Well, they do have a few more years of uh, contractual obligations with Sony. Uh, yeah, Activision.
0: And I think that'll be it, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. what's the next topic then, Alessio? Give us another one.
1: <laughs> well, we can talk about games, actually, for a bit. Games? Um, there was... There was a digital showcase uh, from THQ Nordic, and there were quite a few interesting games there. And, you know, especially Alone in the Dark, it's, it's back, it's coming back, and uh, it's looking pretty good. Doesn't say. surprise me. Yeah, it was one of the many, many IPs they have uh, purchased over the, the last few years. And, uh, uh, which,
0: which of the 5,000? <laughs> That's about how uh, many they bought.
1: Yeah. And they certainly have a lot more than they can handle at one time. But uh, yeah, Alone in the Dark fans can be you know, excited again. Uh, this new title will be a reimagining of the first installment, actually. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to feature a completely original story uh, written by, actually, um, Michael Edberg, who is basically the writer behind uh, Soma and Amnesia.
0: Okay. okay. So, uh, you
1: know, they talked about the game as well. Uh, the developer is actually pretty small. They only made, like... Uh, the Titan Quest Ragnarok expansion for Titan Quest, which Francesco reviewed some years ago. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they've been making this this game from for, I think, three years now. Yeah. So it's uh, basically in pre-alpha. And, uh, well, what they showed was pretty good, I think. Uh, combat maybe was a little bit stiff on the animations, but... Uh, overall it's uh, an interesting premise uh, you have two playable protagonists and uh, depending on which one you pick yeah, you're getting uh, completely different cutscenes and uh, even levels uh, also while uh, most of the game is set in uh, mental facility basically in 90 uh, 90- 20s, uh Louisiana. Um, there are also um, basically magic portals that uh, lead uh, the protagonists away to mysterious realms. So there is some uh, Lovecraftian influence there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, mechanically, it sounds like it's going to be, uh, fairly by the book, uh, you know, classic third-person horror horror experience with exploration, uh, puzzles, secrets, and uh, stuff like that. So, it uh, it's probably not going to be revolutionary or anything, but it sounds like uh, a potentially solid entry in one of the most revered horror IPs. So horror fans um, probably should be excited uh, yeah,
2: well, I, well as long as it's better than the last few ones they did which is not that difficult to be honest so well, it's probably God. looking up it's the it's the real survival horror game I mean the first one came out before Resident Evil if I remember right.
1: yeah 1994 yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah insanely early the very first one yeah um, oh so, yeah Yeah. I, I well, yeah. The last, uh, the last few alone in the darks were absolutely abysmal, but they were just farmed out what a shite by. Yeah. Well, the corpse that is Atari. I think that's Mm -hmm. the best way of putting it. Um. Yeah. Like you say, I think it's just going to be one of those where you just got to. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Just wait and see. I'm hoping it'll be good. If it's got the influence from, as you say, like Amnesia and such as them, it could be quite... Yeah, could be quite good.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, well, While Alone in the Dark was certainly the biggest game in the showcase, there were a few others worth noting, I think. Uh, One is uh, Recreation. (laughs) So basically, uh, THQ Nordic now is kind of uh, doing spin-offs of uh, Wreckfest. So one is Stuntfest World Tour, and another is Recreation. Uh, Recreation is basically a sandbox racing game, and it's set in a huge open world. It's, well, they've said 400 square kilometers, and you can uh, drive anywhere. Uh, and also, it's kind of uh, basically burnout because it's uh, made from some of the original burnout developers.
0: track
1: mm. Trackmania because you can uh, create courses, tracks, and lots of stuff with an in-game editor. You can also share it with friends. So it's an ambitious game. And uh, to be honest, I'm not... Uh, that much of a fan of this, you know, racing games that really aren't about uh, being first <laughs> in a race, but uh, there is, I think, a niche for it, and uh, it's looking uh, interesting at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, I guess more more for. <laughs> more for my taste is outcast 2. Uh, if you remember outcast was that kind is. of the first was kind of the first open world game and on, on pc it was pretty impressive at the time. And now well the sequel is looking very good actually in in the first gameplay trailer uh, you know you're going to have uh, a jetpack to jump, air dash, glide around the world. And uh, the world is very... Uh, just like in the original, it's it's very alien. Uh, so it's not like the usual sci-fi takes where it's just earth with a few flavors, you know? Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's another... You know, it's another of those IPs that Tishke Nordic is trying to bring back. uh, It could be good. good.
0: Well, is that what I'm seeing when I'm in in Germany? That's the question. I can't remember. There's so many games. So many games. getting all (laughs) the names. I am seeing wow. Outcast 2 in Germany, so yes, fair enough. Ah,
1: yeah, that's cool.
0: And, uh, and I'm going to, no matter what, even if it's brilliant, now I'm going to very dis, I'm going to disappoint you and say, "Oh Alessio, it's the worst game I've ever played." It's like Ride to Hell Retribution, but bad. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Oh no. <laughs> oh dear. Um,
1: yeah. Well. The HQ Nordic also showed new trailers for the Alliance 3 and Gothic, the remake. Although I have to say, you know, the Gothic remake trailer wasn't exactly yeah, spectacular. Mm. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but uh, we still don't have a release date, so it could be at least a couple of years away, and you know, maybe they they will get it right. Hopefully, because uh, that's another IP that's worth reviving. I think
0: uh... it's a weird one. I don't. I don't see Gothic as ever really having died. It's just that they moved on to different IPs. You know, uh, Arcana, which was in the Gothic universe, and then obviously they moved to Helix and things like this. So yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. They, you know, just get Piranha Bytes back onto Gothic. You can just yeah. make Gothic 4 or 5 or 12.
2: To make Gothic ride the remake, they need to make it as janky as the original. Otherwise, it's it... not Gothic.
1: <laughs> if you give it to Piranha, they will certainly make it janky. Yeah, they will
0: deliver. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they, will no. deliver. they are the originals. Give it to them. Yeah, they <laughs> are the, the original jank? Eurojank. Uh,
1: but you know, overall THQ Nordic seems to be in that space between double A AA and triple A, I guess. You know, they mm. have quite a few interesting games, but they're not big, big, but they are mm-hmm. you
0: know not small either. They're big enough, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, yeah I mean, I tend to like their type of games, or I at least try to like their games anyway, so it'll be interesting to see what happens.
1: Yeah, maybe the next podcast you can report back. Uh, Tell us well, what you're for at Gamescom.
0: Yeah, to be fair, we can probably do one before Gamescom, but and I'll just upload it and everything before then, but yeah. The one after Gamescom, that'll be the one where... Oh no, I probably won't be able to report everything back. You know, embargoes and everything. Uh We'll see, we'll see.
2: It'll be your show then.
0: Or I'll be able to just tell you everything behind closed doors. And, I don't know, play like the Final Fantasy theme tune while we talk about things, just for people to listen to.
1: (laughs) Okay okay, yeah. so what yeah. are you guys playing if you are playing
0: anything uh, I don't really know what am i play I was playing two point campus which is two point campus it's really good and then I don't well i've got you know I've got a week do a I could play a new game and try and get a re- get a review out before Germany or I don't know, or do I just play something random? I haven't really decided. Is there anything?
1: Well, there is Fastest Frontier. I think it could be a game up your rally.
0: Who did what now, Frontiered? Who farted?
1: Create uh, Entertainment, uh, they did Green Dawn.
0: Okay. But,
1: uh, well. Basically, wow, a intricate.
0: strategy
1: sim like game, colony building, something
0: of the sort. Oh, an early access thing. Oh, I could do a preview then. Yeah. Well, up to you. I can do a preview of that, or I could. Yeah, I could play it. Have we'll have a look after. Have a look. You have a. Uh-huh. Have a decide that or I'll, I can. I'll, you know, I could find something. But other than that, yeah, I've just been playing. Just been playing the same stuff I always play which is next to nothing
1: <laughs> how about mm-hmm. you
0: two
2: well mm-hmm. other than making my way slowly to Xenoblade you know, Chronicles 3 like I said it's going to take me 2-3 months because there's so much stuff to do the game does everything it can to distract you from uh, moving the story forward there's so much stuff to do and I'm really, I'm really liking it i probably get another open-world burnout soon enough, but for now it's it's still good. And what did I play? Ah, yeah, we can talk about it next. Last week
0: mm-hmm. I tried the
2: uh, Diofield Chronicle, which is a turn-based meets real-time strategy game from uh, Square Enix, and I was actually surprised by how good it is. It, there are some things that just I think they need to be fixed or maybe it's just because I was I was given early access to the demo so it's probably the first chapter that is still uh, you know kind of an introduction to the mechanics but enemies don't unless enemy unless the, the mission object, mission objective is to protect something enemies don't move towards the the player they just go around the loops and they only attack if uh, if a, if a unit gets into their field of view yeah and this this is a problem with many tactical role-playing games especially Japanese ones that if you're not in the side if you're not close to the enemy they just stand there wait for you oh. but outside of this it's actually you can tell it's not really high budget because graphics are a, are a little simple. But uh, I, think, I think it's going to surprise many people because it, if this is taken care of and the, the AI is better than what was in the demo, it's probably going, it's probably going to be a very, a very good game because the mechanics work well and uh, it's more a it's not really a real-time strategy, it's more similar to the Valkyria Chronicles series, that it's, like that it's series. it's real-time. It's real time, but it's not real time strategy. There are still times when you can uh, pause the game, when you have to give out commands and that kind of stuff. There's actually a very good thing that not many games do, it's that there is a, uh, you can move all units to a single point with just one button. And that's a big quality of life thing in this type of game because you don't have to go, especially if you're playing with a controller, I tried the PlayStation 5 version, so no keyboard and mouse for me. And uh, it, it, you know how clunky strategy games are with a controller. So
0: I was just going to say. I think you just swore at me there. No keyboard and mouse for a strategy game. Oh no. Yeah,
2: well, at least it's coming on PC.
0: Yeah.
2: So I'll probably, I'll probably play it on PC when it comes out because no way I can play a game like that with a controller. It's just, even though the, even though controls are decent and they even have dual sense support on. Uh,
0: on you know, the file. weird thing is, I'm just thinking. The fir- one of the very first strategy games I ever played was back on, and I played it on the console with the controller, and it worked back then. It was the original Command & Conquer on the PlayStation. I'm thinking, how have they managed to get worse at making strategy games work on on a console?
2: You know, you just, you just reminded me that my first one was Warcraft 2 on the first PlayStation.
0: Was, then, I don't know yeah. how they managed to get them to work back and then. And it was it was playable. And it was playable. Yeah. So yeah,
2: well, it's still playable on a controller, the you feel But keyboard and mouse is it's going to be the way to go. Yeah. If 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 you have the option to to do, if you have a decent PC, it's probably it's not that demanding as a game. It's actually pretty simple visuals, but so it's probably. It won't require high-end hardware
1: stuff like that. Yeah, I think uh, the demo is out on PC
0: as well already. So... Yeah, the demo is on PC. Uh,
2: yeah, it's coming out on uh, it's coming
0: out on everything on the same day. So yeah, fair enough. How about you then, yeah. Alessio?
1: Well, uh, I've uh, been playing some Spider-Man Remastered as I was saying, and uh, so now it's out on PC, and you can. You should get it if you didn't play it on PlayStation because it's a really good game. Of course, it's been a few years money. since it's released, but uh, <laughs> uh, well, you can uh, you know cut down on your drinking a bit. <laughs>
0: I've been cutting down debt. on that a lot, but you're sweating at me now. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, but uh, yeah. It's uh, I think it's a top seller on Steam now, so yet yet another success for Sony on PC probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, they're going to port Miles Morales too. I think uh, maybe before the end of the year. So there'll be both both Spider Man games. And we'll see, uh, they have a Spider-Man 2 game coming out next year on PlayStation 5, so we'll see how, how long before it comes to PC as well. Hopefully, maybe a year, not more.
0: Yeah, that wouldn't... Oh. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, I would imagine a year, but yeah. well, yeah? I think that's yeah. everything from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: There is, and uh, so when are you leaving for uh, Cologne?
0: I don't leave until the Tuesday a week on Tuesday. It's not next week, it's not this week coming, it's the week mm. after. That's mm. when. So I should be around next Sunday. We can do this. It's just a case of doing it quickly so I can get everything processed up, um, done, uploaded, and everything and scheduled before I leave because I leave Tuesday morning. Um, I will leave home about 4am 4am oh. Tuesday morning and then I will leave the hotel in Cologne about 4am on Saturday morning <laughs>
1: Oh
0: Yay. well Yay,
2: sleep.
0: Yay. I know, I'm going to have to just like drug myself with alcohol on the Friday night <laughs> That or just probably just go to the hotel as soon as I've done it Gamescom and just try and lay down in the you know, get myself fully packed and everything and just lay down and probably yeah, give myself a little extra time, maybe go to sleep around ten, wake up at three and then just go to the airport early. Because, well Brexit what what's travel what time shit. Is?
1: What time is the flight? Uh
0: about eight A.M., but mm. I always they always say you should give yourself two hours in the airport first. So I could probably leave about five A.M.
2: Yeah, yeah. they say that's for the border checks. Now that you have them again, yeah,
0: that's what I because mean. That's what told, yeah, because that's what they told.
2: that's uh, what they told. They told us when we're at least they told me when we we're going to uh, to the U.S. for D3. I like went to the airport like three hours earlier.
0: I, I do tend down. to. I don't mind sitting down. I'll just take a reading book, um, you know. I'll just that or a Kindle, <laughs> and that'll give me you, the time. Use the Nintendo
1: Switch.
2: Yeah, get Triangle Strategy. It's also, it's almost Switch. like a book. It's almost like a book because it has one hour long cutscenes. Oh, good. Well, not one hour. I think I think the longest is like thirty minutes, thirty
0: five. I'm just minutes, thinking but... it's like. I'm just thinking, a re turn on the Nintendo Switch. That's not happened in a long time. <laughs> d- Are you scared? I, I, <laughs> I don't know if it's I worry, you know, it's been turned off that long. Maybe like if I switch it on, maybe everything's like corroded and it, it'll explode. You know, it's like an artifact <laughs> now. It's been you know, you could put in the British Museum alongside a Roman Gladius and they both had as much (laughs) use as each other. (laughs) You know, in 40 or 50 years you will be able to
1: say this is an an excellently preserved Nintendo Switch console, which I never used. Used
0: used maybe 10 times. I wasted so much money on that. Oh well. So on that note, I think we've Call it a day and I will go cry myself to sleep for wasting money on things. <laughs> okay. Right. I'll see you all in a bit. Bye. Have a good one. Bye.